Welcome, Path Folk, to the Find the Path Ventures actual play of the War for the Crown Adventure Path. It's time to hobnob some more. The hobnobinest adventure path you'll ever find. <laughs> this is like Whoa. the social uh, event of the season. I mean, yeah. It is one of the largest galas of the entire year. So I suppose to jump back into things, uh, well, first off, thank you all for returning, since this is our uh, our fourth episode, which means that you've gotten through the original three episodes on launch mm-hmm. day, so you've decided to come back a week later, or you're listening <laughs> to us at some point in the future, and it's just in your feed. Either way, Still, thank you for thank continuing. Still, thank you for listening. Yeah, Thanks, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, you stuck with us, which is a great compliment in and of itself, so thank you. I am Rick Sandage. I am your host and game master. Just to kind of recap, for those of you that did not join us for Mummy's Mask and are not uh, as familiar with our voices, uh, so I'll do a quick round table again, uh, starting on my virtual left. I guess that's me, even though there is no left or right in virtual land. Um, I'm Jessica Jenkins, and I'm playing Verity, Verity Corsina. <laughs> All right, yes. and I am Jordan Jenkins, and I am playing Baron Cornelius Marisette. I am Heather Allen, and I am playing Viscountess Gwynlever Kastner. And despite sounding like a completely different person today, I am Rachel Sandage, <laughs> and I am playing Countess Felix Zespire. Some of us are a bit under the weather, but mm. we're going to make it. <laughs> this is, of course, coming out uh, in the, the post-Christmas uh, season, where everyone has mm. the crud. So. <laughs> Yay, much, yeah. crud. I'll fix it in post. It's fine. <laughs> What's post? We'll yeah. put on the healthy filter. <laughs> be going up a few octaves. <laughs> Hashtag worth it. Uh, at any rate, uh, my name is Ross Goggin, and I will be playing Count Oliver Darahan. All right. And uh, when last we left our heroes, our, uh, our noble scions, if you will, you're not exactly heroes yet. You haven't really done much heroic. Um, I was going to say, we have to like <laughs> save at least one kitten. Actually, actually, Felix saved that's an entire gala from bees. So oh, that's, that's true. true. We, we're one hero and four soon-to-be heroes. Heroic beekeeping, I suppose. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, now I'm just carrying around a weird brick of incense. It's true. <laughs> we will just make the With assumption that uh, Felix was stabbed in the neck by a bee. <laughs> She's had um, my, she I, has I'm to... having a slight allergic reaction. I don't know why I have to go for stabbed. It makes it sound like it's a tiny little dagger. <laughs> uh, it stung you in the neck. She's having some minor anaphylaxis right now. Yeah. Mm. I'm just waiting on some honey tea to be brought to me. Mm. Our five heroes, old childhood friends, having been reunited by their childhood friend, one Lady Martella Lothied, a ally of Princess Eutropia. All of our heroes have made their way to the city of Opara, the capital of Taldor where they had uh, gone to the Senate building, where there's currently the celebration for the exaltation of a new member of the common people up to the ranks of nobility, the Exaltation Gala, which will also be the evening where the Senate votes on a, not necessarily a repeal, more of an addendum mm. to the primogeniture laws, allowing women to inherit equally to men. Here, here. Is the current yeah. plan. Upon meeting with Lady Lothied, they had each received a, a number of different missions that you could undertake. I'd given uh, all the players a, a list, if you will, uh, a quest log, if Our you quest will. tracker is, is fulleth. Tis very. Follow those markers, y'all. 
but had received a number of missions to undertake while they were at the uh, Exaltation Gala, uh, going round by round through social rounds. And so upon arriving, they'd gone and uh, made some terrible, terrible rolls. Uh, which <laughs> led okay to uh, yeah, Some of you had made some okay rolls in there, but that unfortunately led to a, uh, a rather rough start to the evening, at which point they'd uh, listen to Princess Eutropia give a, a, a dramatic, dynamic speech. Uh, in the Senate courtyard, and then uh, subsequently, as referenced earlier, Felix managed to save the gala from bees. Mm-hmm. Uh, although you, of course, have no idea exactly who's responsible for this attempted murder by bee, or whatever <laughs> it was they were attempting to do by bee. That disruption, disruption at least. Yeah. My suspect is Candyman. <laughs> oh no! Someone Please don't in say that again, Rick. Said Please. The, said the lot. I said it three times, and now no. there's an issue. I can still oh, say it my. twice, Ross. It's fine. Oh, well, you're my. in front of a mirror. You're fine. <laughs> it's that's fair. I'm, 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 I am looking at myself in a camera. Does that still count? I I'm making a reflection of myself as we speak. I, I saw know. the new one, and it was still mirrors in the new one. Nah, yeah. fair enough. I don't know if vampires don't show up on cameras. Then I mean, it should count enough as a mirror, I would think. I but. thought the mirror thing was because like silver, and there was like a whole thing with vampires. Yes, and that's that's the vampire thing. Is it's the silver, but it's just been changed to just mirrors in general. Unless you're La Sombra, but anyway, yes. uh, you guys have then scattered your separate ways. Uh, I believe we left off with a fourth round of social combat at uh, five forty-five now with uh, Count Darahan and uh, Count or Viscountess Kastner. Uh, in the arcade of Triumphs, Oliver managing to successfully influence the arcade area, uh, impressing some nobles with his uh, his knowledge of history and magic. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, Gwen managing to speak with the uh, Earl Cahadian Vernissant. Oh, my God. Earl Vernissant <sighs> being uh, a rather difficult person to talk to at length. You just so, keep having so to talk waiting for the, the count of how many times he mentioned <laughs> his famous ancestor who fought in the Shining Crusade. My great-great-grandfather. I, I did give up on telling that. <laughs> Good lord. Yes, and now I know I uh, the name of the servant who has the key to the restoration room where the book is, so that's my next objective. Mm. In the meantime, uh, the Baroness uh, Verdi Corsina had made her way with uh, Baron uh, Mariset to the Senate floor to go and uh, try their hand once again at uh, either trying to influence the uh, Baron O'Kara uh, or influence the Senate floor in general. And... Countess Zespire, Rachel's character, had made her way to the Imperial Archives to go and find her uncle, Count Orlando Zespire, to deliver a missive to him, which is actually where we left things off. So, Felix, you've made your way through the Senate floor, through the, through the area surrounding the Senate floor, over to the Imperial Archives, the eastern wing of the, uh, the Senate. This massive archive, once perhaps one of Galarian's greatest collections of transcribed knowledge, uh, unfortunately, it is it is no longer that. It would have been if any care had been actually invested into its upkeep. Uh, unfortunately, centuries of redirected fundings and Senate-sanctioned pruning um, have caused this once immaculate reputation of this archive to degrade substantially. That's sad. Mm-hmm. It is now more or less a uh, repository for haphazardly curated books and minutes and genealogy records left open to the scrutiny of uncaring nobles. Yeah, I remember being very upset about this. Yes, they're just kind of picking up things and shoving them back on the shelves and paying no attention. Mm. How rude. How very rude. I I will begin attacking them at random. I hope they (laughs) (laughs) don't. Yeah, just imagine a couple hundred of the most entitled people that you can think of uh, wandering around a library with no care for the historical importance of this place. That's exactly what's going on. I worked at Blockbuster in the, like, end days. I understand the feeling. Yeah. Yeah. But, Felix, as you had approached the Imperial Archives, however, you had heard uh, two sets of raised voices 
what seemed to be a, uh, a growing shouting match to the point that as you've begun to kind of probably hasten your steps, there have been some fear of rounding the corner to see a duel in the Imperial Archives, judging by the uh, the volume of these two individuals. Stepping forward, you make your way into the central hall of the Imperial Archives. It's some over a hundred feet in length. The walls here are lined with bookcases stretching from the floor to the ceiling, some 25 feet overhead, with tall ladders on poles and tracks lining both sides, although obviously the upper levels of this are probably saved from the lack of organization of the nobles here by the sheer lack of will of climbing up a ladder 25 feet. Um, And as such, it seems like the upper portions of this are are well taken care of, whereas the lower portions are where the greatest degree of damage has been done. A small tittering circle has formed, semicircle of nobles going, oh my, uh, (laughs) as they look on towards two figures occupying the center of the room. The first is a a tall man, balding, well into his 50s, uh, with a pencil mustache that goes across his uh, his upper lips, piercing eyes, and a V-shaped brow that you don't think ever unpinch from directly over the bridge of his nose. <laughs> the man wears a dark clothing of an almost charcoal gray, so dark to almost be black, trimmed with white, and has a serious frown as he stares down towards the man next to him. The other man in question, judging by the the slight point to his ears, you would say a half-elven man, uh, very uncommon in the uh, the halls of the Senate, uh, which is mostly humans, although you did see a gnome upstairs, and a halfling, although the halfling was actually a clown. The man has a round face, dark skin, dark eyes, black hair that is pulled back into a ponytail and is wearing a fine doublet of white and purple uh, with a fine matching vest. Seated in uh, a rather ingeniously designed mechanized wheelchair. Both of the men have uh, one hand down on uh, either of the rapiers, one attached to one man's hip, the other one strapped onto the side of his wheelchair. Okay, I want to see this duel. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. like just charge in the mechanized wheelchair. That's (laughs) that's all, you know, done. (laughs) Is it one of those wheelchairs they have like in 2E that turns into a spider and lets you skitter along the walls? That Um, that makes me think of Wild Wild West. It's super Wild Wild West. It is Wild Wild West, yeah. (laughs) And is one of these characters being played by Kenneth Branagh? <laughs> no, but the accident. tall standing man looks like a an older bald Vincent Price. He does. He really does. That is very Vincent, Vincent. Oh my Price. god! The standing man holds up the hand that is not currently gripped on his rapier. My good man, I meant no offense. I was simply stating you were simply assuming, and assuming incorrectly, sir. The other man takes a step back, kind of glances around as if noting the gathering crowd. I apologize if I have offended you, Senator. Your ignorance doesn't offend me. The Senator in the wheelchair rolls back. However, I accept your apology. This is a grand day. Perhaps, perhaps you have merely had too much to drink, Duke. Perhaps you are right. The older man inclines his head. Duke. It's a Duke off. (laughs) <laughs> Put up your dukes. Yeah, exactly. oh, no. There it was. Oh, no. I was like, yes, somebody. somebody oh, no. The man glances around. The older man bows politely. If you'll excuse me, I have other matters that I need to attend to. The younger man releases his hand from his rapier. By all means, I look forward to seeing you on the floor. The older man glances once about, 
He then pushes through the crowd, somewhat literally, as he makes his way across the room, stops at a, uh, a nearby podium that you see there with an open book, and then seems to suddenly find interest in whatever is there as he steps over, folds his hand behind his back, and simply stares down at the open tome. And fumes. The younger man glances around, turns his wheelchair, and rolls in the opposite direction, hmm. leaving Felix uh, standing in the middle of the archives. Well, that could have gone worse, it seems. Well, that was interesting. Felix kind of eyes the situation, but doesn't really want to get involved at the moment and heads toward her uncle. Uh, you may make a knowledge nobility if you so wish. Yes, I, know who these people I are. I do wish. They're two dukes. Store away the tea for later. Take the tea to go. Uh, I rolled very well. I rolled a uh, 19 for a 26. You take a second to look over these two as they uh, as they separate. Probably very interested in the younger of the two dukes. The older man you know is Duke Georgi Bacchus Talbot II. Hmm. He is known to basically be a man of, uh, of two halves. Uh, on the first half is that he is a senator and a political figure in the machinations of the Taldean Empire. Okay. From what you understand, generally speaking, that is something that he does and does not care. Uh, in fact, he's somewhat renowned for not actually being in the Senate that much. Oh, he's one of those Ooh. senators. The second, the one he actually pours his energy into, is that of being a business magnet. He maintains a vast trade empire, exchanging all manner of mundane and magical goods throughout Taldor and the Inner Sea region. Uh, and mostly uses his position on the Senate to push for greater trade reforms, allowing him to make further inroads uh, with former Taldane territories. For the most part, he seems to be trying to force Taldor to relax its certain trade restrictions. Uh, with former Taldane um, territories. So Andoran, Chiliax, Galt. Andoran is somewhat of an easier approach. Um, however, it is very difficult to convince the Taldane Senate to allow you to sell weapons to Galt. Mm. Let alone Chiliax. I wonder Chiliax. why. Yeah. Sounds like a great idea. Let's just give them all a bunch of weapons. They can come over here and kill us too. Yep. Why not? But, but you see, we shook hands and we said we wouldn't be using it against Eldor. <laughs> Don't you see? It was yeah, a gentleman's agreement. Swore. Yes. <laughs> ah, yes. I mean, I go. didn't sign a devil's contract, but maybe that so was my fault. It was but. a triple dog dare. I mean, what else can you do? <laughs> the other one is one that you're a little bit more familiar with and immediately draw more attention to. The other gentleman being Duke Leonard Sintimus. Uh, mostly you're immediately familiar with him and probably draws your attention because you know that he is one of the two people that Martella asked you to discover his stance on oh, the yeah. Permaginture vote. Yeah. Well, as the Countess Arabella Pace. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know that Duke uh, Leonard Sintimus is one of the younger senators in the Senate. He is an attending Duke of uh, Grand Duchess Cicera Tiberin of the Tandak Prefecture. Oh, okay, so where I'm from. Uh, he is known to be an intellectual and a tinkerer mm. whose head for systems makes him extraordinarily good administrator and exceptionally skilled senator. Unfortunately, he is also known to be a little bit awkward and hot-headed, uh, yeah. which causes a certain degree of issues with dealing with the political machinations of the Taldane Senate. Basically, he's a man with tons and tons of great ideas and the inability to convince people to listen. Oh, he and I would probably get along then. Mm. <laughs> I love I love the ladies are like, yep, been there. We understand this feeling. Mm. <laughs> I figure she kind of does that thing where she starts walking away and then like turns on a heel and goes over and gives a polite bow. Your grace. The man glances up towards you. You can see that his his cheeks are still a little bit flushed. And even though that's gotten under control, his ears are still about three shades darker than the rest of his face. Mm. Be mad. Um, yes. 
if I may be so bold to introduce myself, I am the Countess Felix Zespire. Uh, Countess Zespire. I am Duke Leonard Centimus. Yes, I know uh, my reputation. Mm, unfortunately, uh, I'm not as familiar with with you, although, of course, I am familiar with your family and their uh, many contributions to the Tendak Prefecture. Yes, uh, contributions that I wish I could get more off the ground. <laughs> um, you are a relation, I assume, to uh, Senator Zespire. Uh, yes, he's my uncle. Uh, it's uh, a pleasure to meet you. He extends a hand, um, takes yours and kisses the back of it if you allow him. Yeah, sure. I apologize for that display. No, uh, I was more going to inquire as whether or not you were all right. It seemed rather heated. I don't need... He catches himself. Ah. I appreciate your concern. But this is not the first time that I've gone head-to-head with Senator Talbot. Dare I ask what insult he gave? Was it a senatorial matter or... Personal. Mm. You may make me a diplomacy check. And and do, do you prefer it with when you're saying like senator or versus their title as duke? Is it wrong to say a senator is a senator and not a duke? Or you can person? use them interchangeably. Okay, I don't know if he slighted him there by being like senator. So as far as Taldor is concerned, duke outranks senator. Senator outranks almost anything but a duke. Uh, however, and most people use them and princesses and such. But yeah. However, certain senators, there's also a variety in senators, like inherited senators, where it was my father was a senator, so now I'm a senator because it's passed down through the family. Um, most people don't consider that quite as uh, prestigious as a senator who had been appointed by the Grand Prince. Senators, of course, are not elected. They are only, all senators are appointed by the Grand Prince himself. Hey! Oh, all right, so apparently uh, the You're world is heck. feeling sorry for my crappy voice. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I rolled an 18 for a 24. Nice. The man takes a moment to calm himself. You know, stops one of the uh, the servants walking by, asks them to retrieve him a glass of water instead of the wine that they're constantly trying to force on everyone here. Mm. It may be zest by quality, but so much of it just, I think, takes the wits out of people. Yes. And despite the frivolity of this occasion, I believe wits around one would be necessary this evening. My thoughts entirely. Duke Talbot has raised the question that is so often asked of me. He gestures down why I do not go to a temple to, quote, fix my condition. I wasn't aware there was something wrong with your condition. They see a man in a wheelchair, especially one in a wheelchair because of injury and ask why I do not simply pay money to magic my problems away. I think that mindset is more dangerous than anything else. I have attempted to inform him, as I have attempted to inform so many people in the past, that what you're asking me to do is to find one of the most powerful priests in the entirety of the inner sea to be capable of casting a spell to literally regenerate the damage to my spine. Travel to where this person is, spending, oh, I have no idea how many hundreds of gold pieces to arrive there. To spend over a thousand, perhaps two thousand, three thousand gold pieces on a simple spell. My Abadarian mind is just going, oh, tally, 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 tally. <laughs> <laughs> the abacus is, is moving. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the mental abacus. It is a common mistake of people with money. Duke Talbot being a prime example of that. To believe that their money should allow them to get out of any situation, to solve any, quote, problem. Despite the fact that the cost for restoring the use of my legs via magic would be more than the cost of a hundred of these chairs. 
He gestures down towards the complex device beneath him. This one being one of my own creation. This guy's cool. For the cost of my own vanity, I could provide this to over a hundred people in need. We like okay, this guy. can we be besties with this man? I love him. I must say, Duke, I am rather taken with your outlook on this. It uh, reminds me of many of the projects that I have attempted to pass within my own lands. Unsuccessfully, unfortunately. It is an unfortunate truth that people with a design on finances oftentimes overlook the human element. That is what I have found as well. But without humans, there would be no finance. We're the ones who put value on a gold piece in the first place. Yes, but there are some people that would rather their own comfort take precedence over the common good. Sometimes you need to take people out of their comfort zone. That is what I found. The sad thing is, is five years ago, five years ago, my view may have not been as different as it is today. People say that I have grown. It is not true. I have simply been given a new perspective. I suffer, but others suffer far greater than I. Seems like you're fighting for them. I'm in a position to fix things, and fixing things is what I do. What are you attempting to fix right now, if I might ask? Where should I begin? Our trade issues across the inner sea, the complex inner workings of our, our empire. Every once in a while, one has to look at a problem and ascertain whether or not adding or subtracting is the way to find the correct answer. For so long, people have simply added. There's a problem, pass a new law. There's a problem with that law, pass an additional law to amend the previous law, etc., etc., etc. Sometimes subtraction is the answer. Like mm. subtracting stupid primogeniture. <laughs> so what laws would you subtract from the equation? I believe I'd provided uh, many of my senatorial friends when I first signed on with the Senate 10 years ago. A 52-page list of what I believe were <laughs> Is this guy Alexander Hamilton? I was going to say, this guy is like Martin Luther over here. That's 95. Hey, it could be 95 on 56 pages. You don't know. That's mm. fair. That's fair. <laughs> Unfortunately, there are many things that need to be changed. Anything in particular tonight coming up? He eyes you. It sounds like you're attempting to influence. So I guess the question is, unfortunately, you do not know what skills would influence this man. Nope. Um, so you can blindly try one. Uh, could just be diplomatic. Probably stick with diplomacy. I mean, being diplomatic earlier seemed to get him to talk to you, so I That's mean... That's true. I, I guess I'll try that. <laughs> okay. I'm so scared. Guys, God, we need hero points. Oh, I know. Seriously. Although we'd all be out of them by now. <laughs> oh, no! Oh, no. Oh, no. I rolled a five for an 11, but we are level one, so maybe The dice okay. giveth and the dice taketh. That I am afraid... Countess Zespire would be telling. And you understand that uh, being who you are, I am uncertain whether or not a uh, word of my choices would make its way back to your uncle. And as I do not specifically know his stance on the matter, I would rather keep this um, cordial, if you will. I've enjoyed our conversation. That's understandable. I shan't press, though I am curious. <laughs> well... Uh, fortunately, I will be sticking with uh, water, lest the wine loosen my tongue. But <laughs> thank you. Maybe instead of talking about that, I could uh, pick your brain on some other issues, such as maybe infrastructure. 
Yes, my girl. I would be happy to speak to you about infrastructure. <laughs> See if I can't maybe get some info on him and try again. <laughs> yep. We got to talk about infrastructure. <laughs> that was so unfortunate that was your uh, your action there. And actually, I believe you technically got even lower than that because you were still taking a penalty from uh, mm. not having enough time due to the bees. No. Yes. Oh, yeah, that's Jeez. true. Ouch. But uh, there is no such thing as critical failures in first edition. So Thank that's true. Goodness. Yeah. I'm going to keep working on Leonard. He seems pretty cool. I'm hoping he's cool in the right way. Yep. He seems cool. I mean, I love I love his perspective of, you know, I could use my money mm. to, or I could use the money to help so many other people. Like, that's uh, yeah, a great I could go view. travel knows how far to get a seventh level spell cast on me. Or I could use, you know, that only is like, 20 commoners year-long income. Oh, yeah. well, probably more than yeah. that, honestly. Yeah. Well, and but especially, because again, you have to find a 13th level cleric. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, That's, and doesn't, isn't regeneration have a, a diamond cost on top of that? It does not. It's actually, uh, so. okay, right. cost to it. I'm thinking. It's always that thing when somebody's just like, oh, this person died. And it's like, can't you just cast Raise Dead? And it's like, yeah, but for the single cost of casting Raise Dead, you could provide a lifetime income for like a small hamlet. Yep. Mm. yep. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh, well, but Elsewhere, uh, down on the Senate floor, the unlikely uh, duo that seem to keep <laughs> finding themselves together over and over again of uh, Verity and Cornelius <laughs> stand down here on the uh, the Senate floor. Uh, again, the crowds have made their way back out from the, the garden and have made their way back into here, many of them uh, chit-chatting. The, uh, the younger nobles, uh, especially the, young, the younger noble women, very excited as a couple of them. Uh, maybe it's just your imagination, but you see uh, more women taking the uh, the opportunity to sit in a couple of the uh, senator's chairs and Get kind em. of imagine what could be <laughs> following uh, Primogenture's vote. Although technically Primogenture does not stop any of them from being senators. It is an opportunity to open more doors. As I, I guess that's a good question. Can a, can a woman be a senator in this system currently? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, there numerous... we just, no, nobody we've met has been a, a woman, so I was just curious. No, uh, Abriel Pace, isn't she mm. a female senator? Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. I, I forgot she was a senator. Never mind. There are numerous female senators. Uh, that being said, again, the senators are not voted upon. The Grand Prince assigns senatorial seats. Uh, and senatorial seats are oftentimes assigned to the head of a household. And since finances pass down the, Patrilineal the male line, line yeah. again, there's technically, it's a male preference system, not strictly agnatic. Um, and so if there are no male heirs, it does go to a female heir. Although in the, many of the occasions with Taldor, the power still lies with her husband. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's what they're that's what they're here for. Yeah. To fix these problems. But down on the Senate floor. Uh, yeah. Verity, uh, Cornelius, the two of you make your way down there. You see that uh, Baron Okura has returned here. Um, you also see that uh, Lord uh, Castor is still here. Gwen Hovar's, uh brother. And now the uh, Calbio of Breezy Creek, who was over there during uh, Utropia's speech, has made his way back down to the floor. You notice that a number of more of the nobles are actually kind of interested now that the princess pulled him up onto mm -hmm. uh, basically stage with her of going over there and, uh, and talking to the, the young, obviously uncomfortable with all this attention. Uh, soon well, to be let's noble. make him more uncomfortable by making putting the spotlight on him. Well, you yeah. know, Verity's actually going to like step in Cornelius's way before we get into the conversation that needs to happen over here. Baron Meroset, is there nowhere else in this entire building that you could be? Um, I thought that my presence would be um, uh -oh. desirable. <laughs> From who? Well, we are working together, so I thought that we might be in the same room together without things being, like, awkward. 
I thought you were smarter than this. <clears throat> it would seem wow. that I have misread the room, as it were. Baroness. Well, there's nothing new there. <laughs> wow. Well, then. Well, we still got work together tonight, guys. Would you like to move to another section of the map, Jordan? As <laughs> <laughs> Verity just punts Cornelius out the door. <laughs> Fine, I'll go talk to the servants. Come on, Cornelius. You can do this. You can Stand do it. Stand up to her. Uh-huh. Baroness, I understand that we have a certain, shall we say, history with one another. For the sake of our mission here tonight, may we perhaps adjourn our hostilities and we may discuss this at a later time. Uh, Verity looks at you for a very long minute and then sighs. I'm going to pull a Heather and sigh. <laughs> <laughs> Just uh, don't be inconvenient. Whoa. I would wow. never dream of inconveniencing you, Baroness. But apparently I have done so and I can only give my deepest apologies for the misunderstanding. Hmm. Cornelius will step back from uh, from Verity and uh, like, I guess uh, gesture for her to go forward as he's going to go do something else. Cornelius will cast the Vanish spell. <laughs> If only he had it prepared and he was allowed to cast magic. That's both are true. He disappears for six seconds. Yeah, what? Six whole seconds. Just just six seconds to just make all the faces of pain and anguish. So, uh, Mechanically, what are the two of you attempting to do? Uh, Verity is going to go and uh, talk to Baron O'Kara now. Uh, I'm going to continue. Okay. Uh, can I continue in, I want to say buffing the room, but <laughs> that is not the correct Influencing uh, the room? Influencing or? the room. Influencing the area, yes. Yes, I will influence the Senate floor area. All right, so let's go ahead and start with that influence check because that could uh, potentially aid um, someone attempting a, uh, sounds like uh, Jessica's actually going to attempt to influence. Yeah, I'm going to so, yes. see what's up with this guy and be like, so, hey. So you may attempt an influence check with bluff, knowledge, local nobility, or religion, a perform oratory a profession clerk or barrister, or a sense motive check. All right, it is going to be knowledge nobility for me. Here we go. <laughs> Cornelius, so feeling a little flustered, rolls an <laughs> 8 for an 18. Still, 8 for an 18 is pretty good. Yeah, you've got a high intelligence. Is it, so. is it good enough? Does my high intelligence make up for my lack of social skills and inability to apparently read Verity's disdain for me? That is a success. That is a Whee! success by 6. Which hey! means that uh, you have gotten wow. the influence score for this area up to a six. Nice. Hey, hey nice. Uh, as you're making your way up towards a threshold, uh, you, know, you just kind of walk around. You see a couple of people off towards the side debating the role, if you will, of nobility pertaining towards the common people and kind of slip your way in there. Noblesse obligé, let me launch into a dictionary <laughs> definition of this. Yeah, I was going to say, to be fair, that is a little bit of Cornelius's bag. So, hey, yeah. that's a good topic. Um, so you're kind of up over there, uh, initially just kind of uh, bestowing wisdom on these uh, this younger, this newer generation <laughs> of nobles. Hey. It's so weird playing older characters, because I'm just like so used to being like the 15-year-old, 20-year-old kid. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, wait. We're, we're actually seasoned. Any of these people could baked. be my child, considering the age uh, gap yeah, there. I was so. say, if they're in their 20s, they could be. Yep. Oh. So uh, unfortunately, that does not reach a, uh, a threshold, although it does get you well on the way to a, uh, a threshold for the Senate floor, taking us oh. over to uh, Verity as you approach uh, Baron Nikolaus O'Kara. Uh, again, yeah. the 
Baron is a towering figure, a tall man with dark skin, dark eyes, a well-trimmed beard that has these two patches of gray on either side of his chin and a little bit of gray coming in at the temples. He is a handsome man. I think we said Idris Elba last time. Ooh. Very Idris Elba. Yeah. So yeah, it's a very yeah. handsome man. And despite showing uh, signs of his age, still has a youthful smile. Uh, and as he glances over and inclines his head towards you, has what you could only describe as the most gentle of eyes. Mm. But I can't be mean to this guy. <laughs> you don't be have nice to, to be him. mean. You just I have to I'm remind to him. My <laughs> diplomacy and my intimidator are the same. I do believe you had found out his weakness, mm-hmm. which was that he doesn't see anything wrong with a woman being in a position of power. But he doesn't his know about concern the is Well, no, no. His concern is the instability that that will cause across Taldor during a moment of weakness. He basically thinks that it will cause enough enough strife. Yeah. His concern doesn't appear to be Utropia. His uh, his concern appears to be everyone's reaction to Utropia. Yeah. Which I believe gives you a bonus on the roll, if I recall, or... So the discovery check uh, that I believe you guys already took earlier gave you the target's weakness, which grants you a plus four bonus on influence checks. Mm-hmm. Very nice. <laughs> And uh, I believe you did find out that he can be influenced via diplomacy because he's a very reasonable person. Mm-hmm. Yep, which is cool and good. But yeah, the man I guess, you know. inclines his head as you approach. Good evening. Um, I'm Baroness Verdi Corsina. Baroness Corsina. I'm Baron Nicolas O'Care. How's the evening so far? Uneventful, thankfully. Mm. Did you happen to catch the speech? The princesses, yes. Mm-hmm. What do you think? So okay, subtle. That, what do you think? Just it was a, an event. You know, more of a like you know, I could do the tone of like, well, what did you think? <laughs> it sounded heartfelt, but well rehearsed. Mm. Aren't all the speeches here like that? Unfortunately. Hmm. <laughs> Although, admittedly, not all of them I think are heartfelt. He's too used to people going up with their note cards yeah. to go <laughs> yeah, read off. I mean, where's the teleprompter? Oh no, I. Don't exactly buy into the pomp and circumstance, and that seems to be what most people go for these evenings. Hmm. It's unfortunately um, a reality, I think, of politics here in Taldor, right? It'll be the first of many speeches I think we will hear this evening. He glances Hmm. over towards the side to two nobles basically having a debate with one another. (laughs) Yes, it does seem to be quite lively, I mean, considering the issue that's on the table tonight. Yes. I wonder, with times being as they are, whether it's better to take a small risk of change now or deal with the consequences if that small risk is not taken. That depends. Mm. I am first and foremost a soldier. Of course. One does not abandon a position unless one believes his position is compromised. Mm. Your argument seems to be Is it worthwhile to take this risk? Do we know full well what the risk is if we do not take action? Inaction can be just as dangerous as action, it is true. However, change for change's sake can be dangerous. Hmm. Getting all Sun Tzu in here. (laughs) (laughs) Though, should this change not take place, there would be no clear heir? No one's been named? No one has been named. I'll be honest with you, Baroness. I find that we are in a lose-lose situation. Mm. I highly doubt that 
no one will be upset, regardless of the outcome. You can't please everyone. That's true. So the question is, what's the better position to take? I believe firmly in order. Isn't he the one that owes Martella favors? Yes, but we're not there yet. <laughs> I think she's trying to see if she can do that without having to pull in the... Because I uh, feel like the favor is going to be like... Underhanded. Yeah. A not nice thing. Simply put, while I don't believe in, a, in holding to the establishment, I do understand that if the establishment is undermined, if we allow lawful society to slip, I will not be the one to suffer. You will not be the one to suffer. The people of my province will be the ones to suffer. Sometimes we must accept the devil that we already know. I understand that. But speaking of our provinces and where we're from, the people of my province, I'm out near Casimir, are already suffering from the devil that we know. And I wonder if a change that would allow us to have a more suitable leader, regardless of gender, uh, would not benefit them in the long term. Why settle for someone who is less fit, someone who is not raised a certain way, just because they're born male or female? Seems a silly reason to me, anyway. I 100% agree. My concern is not whether or not it is the right thing to do. My concern is whether or not it is the right time to do it. You said yourself inaction is often the worst of the things to do. Would it not be inaction to just let things ride? I said myself that abandoning a defensible position for the chance of finding a more defensible position can be a tactically unsound maneuver. But is this a defensible position when people are suffering and it appears that nothing is going as planned regardless? Well, that depends on what one sees as the plan. Hmm. What do you think the plan is? Right now? Hmm. To keep the ship afloat. Dang, that is a bleak view yeah, but the ship is definitely sinking right now. The ship is sinking bad. <laughs> well, yes, but it's not like any of the nobles are getting down in the bilges and pumping. Maybe we try for lifeboats. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like now is the time for that diplomacy check. Okay. See if you guys can break this uh, string of mediocre rolls. Yeah, seriously. Hey, I do you have a bonus. I was going to say, Rachel actually rolled really bad. good. Yep. <laughs> no, garbage. You have She's a plus four. That was, with the plus four. Yeah. that was with the plus four. That was with the plus four. With the plus four, I roll a three for a big 13. Are we sure we don't get hero points in this game? No. Nope. Are we sure we're the heroes in this story? <laughs> <laughs> we're not the heroes yet. Yeah, we need to re-roll some, some better rolling characters. <laughs> we, we, we have to become the heroes you know, right now. We're, we we're just starting here. This is going to be a whole ordeal. I'm enjoying this conversation. Would you care for a drink? Of course. Let's find someplace a little bit uh, quieter, and I think we could continue. Perfect. I guess we wander off to find somebody with a drink. So unfortunately, you did not start to sway him. However, the door is still open. He seems yeah. to be receptive to the uh, the discussion. So yeah. All right. More convoluted discussion to come. If if I might make a suggestion, he did say that the job is to keep the ship afloat. If it's the ship definitely is sinking, sinking. It, well, if the ship is well, sinking enough, what you will do is only delay the inevitable. And also, overturning primogeniture in no way removes Grand Prince Stavian from the th from the I throne. Mean, that's true. You're just he talking about the yeah. eventual issue. Yeah, eventual. Yeah. Distantly, the uh, the bell rings, marking the six o'clock hour. Uh, what's for uh, us as we this? move on? <laughs> what what other Ding. weird plot to disrupt this vote will happen next? Uh, so I suppose uh, a fireworks show. 
quick round table on everything. Uh, Verity, what are you wishing to do? Are you yeah. going to continue your uh, discussion with... Uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to keep Baron chatting O'Kara? with my good friend, um, Baron O'Kara. All right. And the vote's going to be held at 10. The vote mm-hmm. is at 10. Okay. So... You've got time. God knows what else might happen in the meantime, but you've got time. <laughs> yeah, great. All right, so Verity is going to continue there. Cornelius? Um, kind of peeved at Verity, but I think Cornelius will uh, keep at the Senate floor. Uh, he's actually finding something he's good at when he didn't think he was going to be any good at this schmoozing. So, um, sure, he's going to keep uh, influencing yeah. on the Senate floor. You might be able to help her also. I'm, I'm yeah. hoping to get to the point where I actually get to the threshold. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Heather? Uh, Gwen is going to look for this servant named Val who can get me into the restoration room. Uh, notably, um, <laughs> it's it's funny because you're kind of carrying on Earl Vernissant's uh-huh. dialogue there. That this, uh, I believe, I believe the phrase that I used was um, he said servant and then clarified that it was. Uh, what exactly? Head curator of antiquities. Oh, <laughs> no. Then I would not be calling her a servant. I'm looking for the head of the curation department. You, professor. That is the servant. most noble thing that we've said yet. I believe I believe, I believe. he phrased it as this shockingly intelligent commoner. Oh, God. Oh, sweet Jesus. I forgot how, apparently I blocked out how much I hated that man between recordings. Oh, no, that guy was terrible. Table. I am looking for the curator. So mechanically to look for the curator? Uh, mm-hmm. You are going to attempt to uh, an influence check on the Arcade of Triumphs. So that's uh, what I will be doing. Okay. So, Felix. Uh, I am going to continue talking to uh, my good friend Leonard and right. hopefully influence and figure out how I can get my in. All right. Yeah, you just want to know what his deal is. And, uh, Ross, what is Oliver up to in the meantime? Oh. What other missions do we have? I mean, I still don't know how to get close to the High Strategos, so, you know, if Gwen and I are both going to be influencing the arcade, I may, we may even get to the second threshold if we do well. All right. So it sounds like uh, Oliver and Gwen are just going to stay, hang out basically in the Arcade of Triumphs, chat mm-hmm. around. Maybe Gwen gives them a quick, quick heads up. It's like, keep an ear out if you hear anything about this vowel. She's person. the curator. She's not a servant. Don't let them <laughs> tell you she's a servant. <laughs> all, all right. Very well. I'll do my best. Renaissance <laughs> is an. <laughs> she oh. says as she walks off. <laughs> Just be we careful. He's a very noble. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's Taldor's. <laughs> no, it's not. No, it is the not. The Stratigos is Taldor's. <laughs> uh, that's fair. That's fair. So let's go ahead and start in the Arcade of Triumphs. Uh, oh so boy. let's go ahead and start with. Uh, Gwen and Oliver, either of you can attempt an influence skill using a praise, knowledge, history, or nobility, perception, spellcraft, or use magic device. I will try nobility this time and see if I can't redeem myself from the first time. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say, you did pretty well with spellcraft. Yeah, it's true, but I rolled a two the first time, and technically nobility is higher, even though I don't know if the DCs. It's true. But we'll give it a shot. Oh, God. (laughs) It's worse. God, Ross. God. God. All right, well, I roll a natural one. <laughs> so, Oliver, you kind of make your way over there. You start talking with a whole bunch of people, and then suddenly it's that thing where you kind of step forward and you're like, I know a little bit about this. And then suddenly, like, eight people turn to you simultaneously. Oh, no. And you suddenly forgot the name Taldaris. No, no. It's like, oh! <laughs> um, you know that guy. You know, the, the <laughs> The, the guy, guy Tal- 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 Tal-
That's his name? <laughs> oh, oh, no, wait. Oh. Oh, no. So, unfortunately, that's a failure. Yep. I mean, it yep. would have been a crit failure. So, you know, once again, glad we're playing first edition. Yep. <laughs> All right. Val will try a knowledge nobility. All right. Knowledge nobility here. Uh, so Val scared. save it. Or sorry, Heather save us. Oh, there we I go. I rolled a 19 for 26. Yay. <laughs> so, 26. Yeah, uh, it actually really exceeds high. the DC by 14. Oh, my oh, God. Bravo. Nicely done. With uh, Ross's previous nine points, bringing you to a total of 23. Wow. Hey. There we go. That's pretty good. First off, you make your way over there. You just kind of start chit-chatting with a couple of the nobles. Please save me. <laughs> <laughs> you start looking over a couple of the, uh, the cases here with the various artifacts and historical items of Taldor's history. As you're moving along, you're just carrying on a conversation with a couple of the people here, really starting to get like, especially once uh, Oliver drops the ball, you just kind of like <laughs> pick that up and sort of run with it that you're like, oh, what, what he meant to say? And then kind of launch into things. He meant to say was he definitely knows away. who Taldaris is, everybody. <laughs> I have a book and everything. <laughs> You go over to a large display case of various items. The entire display case are of artifacts recovered from the 7th Army of Exploration. Wow. Uh, it's a rather beautiful display case, these various items that were taken on campaign. Banners from that period, a, uh, a saddle there, a beautiful-looking crossbow, uh, which is set into this display with this like array of bolts behind it. As you're looking this over, a woman makes her way up, uh, not dressed nearly as fancily as everyone else here. Her hair, almost this wheat blonde, pulled back into this severe bun, uh, wearing what you'd consider to be very conservative clothing compared to the other people you've seen thus far. And you note that while she is wearing a wedding band, uh, she is not wearing a signet ring, or nearly blinged up enough for the nobility here. She nods to you as she steps forward. I see you've taken interest in our... Seventh Army of Exploration display. It's quite a nice collection. This, she points towards the center portion. This crossbow is a recreation of a weapon known as Dignity's Barb. It was a famed weapon used during the Seventh Army of Exploration. It's obviously a, a beautiful recreation. The actual weapon was a crossbow carved of dark wood. Its polished stock was uh, said to have a golden inscription. You can see the recreation there on the side bearing the name of General Garifin of the Seventh Army. Hmm. In his most famous act, the general turned the tide of a prolonged and vicious battle with a canny Kellid warlord. Unfortunately, his name was not recorded. It's said that uh, there was a driving snow, a chaotic blizzard, that General Garifin shot practically blind into the onrushing forces of the Kellid warriors and his bolt struck a lethal blow, dashing the warlord from his mount, where he was trampled by the charging warriors behind him. That's unfortunate. Mm. As the Kellid soldiers watched <laughs> their leader fall, they broke their charge, leading General Garifin as the victor on that day. What happened to the real crossbow? Unfortunately, the artifact itself was... She glowers, kind of pursing her lips, misplaced. That's unfortunate. The storage facilities underneath the Senate building are expansive. The Senate building itself has been rebuilt in its entirety five times 
The foundations have even been raised, and various nobles and cinders have opened and closed so many wings beneath our very feet that it is said the entirety of the Senator's Hill is one massive, as it were, ant mound, full of twisting corridors and passages. It's quite possible that in the labyrinthine passages underneath our very feet, Dignity's Barb yet remains. The Senate is in desperate need of like a librarian and some like, <laughs> like some archaeologists. And, yeah, some archaeologists. Where are like, the scholars? <laughs> need some need some smart people down As in there. As an interesting side note, uh, the Pathfinder Society has petitioned to explore under Senator's Hill for like three hundred years. Just let wow. them do it. <laughs> we when we get Eutropia into power, we need librarians, <laughs> archivists, <laughs> That's what people we're do for hired. Sure. I mean, let good lord. That was a money making opportunity to open the museum back Verity up. Verity Felix over there, like we we're gonna count that as part of infrastructure. <laughs> it's uh, technically yeah. infrastructure. It's no, public seriously. works regardless. It's public works. That's, That's right. Libraries we want are an educated society, and that means having. Deep Decent museums and libraries. Knowing where mm. our artifacts are. Um, yeah. Especially magic ones. You seem quite knowledgeable about the archives. Oh, I apologize. She turns and climbs her head. I am Copernia Val. I am the head curator of the antiquities. Here. Congratulations. Girl, you need a budget. You need some budget. <laughs> Girl needs a raise and a um, stat. I love her name. Copernia. I am Viscountess Gwen Wavar Kastner. It's a pleasure to meet you. Viscountess Kastner. Here, follow me, if you will, man. <laughs> just let me in. Just let me in. I rush after this woman. It's the meme with the fence. And the she guy takes the you fence. to a completely different display case. Oh. These are various artifacts left over from the army's explorations into the Chelish region. This was actually worn by General Elfane Kastner during his battles there. Uh, it is said that he was riding this very saddle when he reached the point that eventually the Arch of Arden was built upon. Mm. Well, that's fascinating. We all make notes to go down there and, fi and find this vow person so we can find our historical ancestors' contributions <laughs> and find out the Marisets have none of it. We go. That's one of the adventures in the book. We're going to have a dungeon crawl into the depths below. Oh, could you imagine? Oh, it's a dungeon probably. crawl and we just walk in and every room is just a trash heap of stuff. <laughs> the research oh, mechanics never felt so hard. Oh my God, the research mechanic would be abused. I was speaking with Earl Varnassant earlier. Ah, uh, yes. The Earl has provided a number of... Uh, items on loan, as he, he puts it. He did say that you were in charge of everything, and I was wondering if I might get a sneak peek at the book he's going to present tonight. I thought maybe it might have some record of my family fighting in the Shining Crusade along his, and he said it was in your care, but didn't seem to mind the idea of me looking at it. Well, I don't see many people here that have the same uh, obvious interest in history. Um, Oliver yes. just tries to very quietly shut up in the corner. <laughs> Oliver, Oliver is trying to fit himself in between two displays to just disappear. He does not know they're made of glass. <laughs> He's over there. Uh, if you would care to, I could give you a brief tour of the restoration room where the artifacts are cleaned and preserved. And I would have a few minutes to take a look at the book. Of course. Again, I don't see many, um, I apologize for the brassness of this statement, ma'am. I don't see many of your station that interested in uh, objects that don't bear their family's heraldry. It's unfortunate. And Gwen's 100% serious when she says yeah. that. 
Have you well, engaged in any restoration or upkeep of your own family's items? No, though I am quite a skilled painter, but I've never learned how to restore the older paintings. Well, there are many ways to do so, but, uh, well, here, follow me. Uh, I, I see your friend there. So he may follow us as well. So Please don't see my friend there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, mechanically speaking, is uh, uh, if you choose to go in there, you can make rolls to attempt to uh, next round, um, as you've already exhausted your 15 minutes yeah. this time, mm -hmm. so it will be a check next turn. Uh-huh. Mm -hmm. Um, that is completely up to you. Oliver, hmm. if you want to come, Gwen's not going to say no. She'd probably actually turn around and raise an eyebrow at you. I mean, it would up our chances of getting something out of the book. Yeah, so you create the distraction. She gets to do the whole book looking thing. <laughs> yeah, I basically break something. And, <laughs> um, and are yeah. quickly escorted out of the Senate. <laughs> I mean, I feel a little bad that I have gotten absolutely no progress on how to actually keep track of the High Strategos, like, at all. Sure, I'll help out with the book. Why not? I will very calmly put my hands behind my back, nod, and follow <laughs> along, saying absolutely nothing. <laughs> and he was never heard from again. <laughs> this is Count Oliver Darahan. Mm. Ah, the Darahans. I'm yes. um, quite familiar with your own accomplishments. We once had a uh, white lion that was stuffed by your family after mm. it was slain. It said that it had uh, eaten two children and ripped off a woman's arm before they managed to track it down. My gods, that's um, terrible. Yes, I believe it's around here somewhere. And a griffin, actually, I believe, that your family provided us and was stuffed. It was a rather curious artifact I remember hearing about. I think it was uh, animated to roar on command. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Not nice. sure why they would have done that, but it sounds like a good alarm. I sometimes wonder why uh, magic is used as frivolously as it is. <laughs> uh, please, if you'll accompany me. She uh, then takes you off towards the uh, the artifact restoration room. Oh, God. Gwen tries not to skip. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're victorious. We'll touch nothing. Look at nothing. <laughs> hey, but now that we have the influence score this high, maybe it'll be easier for you to figure out some stuff on Pytherius. Let's hope so. There's plenty we'll of other stuff check to do. Put a checkmark there as you've succeeded on that one. And uh, hey. I'll talk to my brother and see if he knows anybody that's against Primogenture, because that's one of our things. There too. was something that we were going to use that artifact for. Do you remember what? The oh, we were going to embarrass What's-His-Face. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I have to flip through it and find something embarrassing. Yep. So uh, I guess taking us back over to the Imperial Archives, again, I believe uh, Felix is is chatting up uh, Duke Leonard uh, Sintimus. Yeah, I think researching the NPC, since I've kind of got my focus on him right now, I would like to research Mr. Uh, Mr. Oh, my God. I would like to research Duke Sintimus. Uh, so for your research check, actually, I think you're probably pretty good at this. Uh, you'll need to either do a knowledge nobility or a sense motive, whichever uh, you prefer. We'll, we'll do a sense motive. I got a plus eight on that one. All right. Son of a... <laughs> We're just having a day over the course of multiple days. I was going to say, this party is really not We need to be drunker. Everybody drink more. <laughs> Seriously. Apparently I need to have a glass of wine to like relax my nerves or something, but I rolled a three for an 11. Again, we are level one, so maybe it gets me something. I don't know. Unfortunately, no. You you do have a pleasant conversation with them, but uh, yeah, you, you didn't really figure out any. I believe you're looking for skills that could influence them. Yeah. Yeah, unfortunately, you didn't find anything on that front. Frick, frick. I bet something about tinkering would help. Yeah, like maybe you can use, uh, like, craft clockwork or something. Mm. 
I don't know if any of us have that. I don't. Well, while having don't a polite know. conversation with him for the next 15 minutes, uh, you do not garner any more information. Taking us from there to the Senate floor. All right. I will attempt to once again influence the area. Okay. And Jessica, you're continuing to attempt to uh, influence uh, uh, okay, Baron Okara? Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Knowledge, nobility. Don't, don't let me down. It let me down. I rolled a four for a 14. Dude. <laughs> what have you done this to Foundry? Because I feel like this is somehow your fault. <laughs> I mean, it's my fault in terms Rick, of not... ever recommending Foundry. <laughs> we blame Foundry. Like, did you put an algorithm in here to just say, you know, have them f- up this episode? Let me just like, say, if I had influenced anything, we'd be rolling rocks, y'all. <laughs> so... The good news is... That's still a success. <laughs> a 14 does succeed. Yeah, yeah, boy! The bad news is it unfortunately only succeeds by two, granting you two more points, bringing your total influence score to an eight for the mm. Senate floor, uh, which is not a threshold is still yet. better than zero. But you are actually, you are making progress as you're, mm-hmm. you're still kind of carrying you're on with the... Up. It's still progress. With the quote-unquote youths over here as you... Uh, <laughs> You're like Steve Buscemi with a skateboard and a hat. Like, to I address guess. earlier, uh, I have a zero sense motive, which totally makes sense with. Mm. <laughs> You're just having this debate back and forth with them. And it's just like, am I out of touch? <laughs> no, no, it's the use that are wrong. <laughs> yes. Uh, so I guess to continue on, um, as Cornelius is, he's still making inroads over there. Like, yes. again, I, I do want to stress that that was still yeah, gaining it's some still progress. I was just really hoping for a nat 20, you know? Yeah. yeah. Uh, elsewhere, uh, Verity, I believe, is uh, continuing her conversation with the Baron O'Kara. Was the Baron married? Did he have kids? Do we remember this? Uh, I will let you make a knowledge nobility. Let's see if I know. Mm, garbage. Uh, four for an 11. Wow, fam. Uh, unfortunately, you know very little about the Baron's personal life. Okay, fine. I will go ahead and give it to you that he is wearing a wedding ring. Um, okay. However, he is wearing the wedding ring on his right hand, oh, meaning really? he's probably a widower. I understand that feeling. Me too. <laughs> yeah, there three, what, three rings on your yeah, right yeah. hand. <laughs> three, three times rings a on that. I wear two because the third husband sucked. Um, yeah, I see. <laughs> oh, that's so mean. Yeah. He was not a nice man. Um, um, so are you attempting a another influence check? Or are you attempting a... Um, I'm going to continue my influence checks on him. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. So I'll get the plus four, I believe. You still have the plus four and everything else. So we can go ahead and just uh, bounce a die for that. Because I think you guys had already kind of established your stances in conversation. Hey! That's much okay. better. Hey, it's a above a 10. 13 for 23. It's like, well, there you know, we it is kind of a bad thing okay, to let so, our children so solve Heather, our problems. Heather and Jessica can roll. The rest of us can't. I, I can roll on some, and then it just turned on me. I'm just lucky my knowledge nobility bonus is ridiculous. The two of you sit back and have a conversation for a while. Again, as you're kind of you know mentioning there before, in polite conversation, you could find out that he does have a daughter. Um, oh, apparently, great. he is ra- raising her as a single father. I would hate mm. for them to have to bear the weight of whatever outcome is going to come from change. And this, of course, kind of goes back to the whole, like, you know, I would hate to make a decision here that leads to a less experienced person and brings about a civil war. That would be something that, you know, again, you have a, a conversation back and forth, although he also seems to have a personal vested interest in making certain that his daughter inherits uh, his mm. lands and title as opposed to her getting married and then some other guy that he doesn't necessarily even know or approve of. Mm-hmm. Nice. Inheriting. I understand that. His daughter is approaching the age of majority now. Ah. So. Ah, my oldest or my youngest stepson just d- did that. Ah, mm. uh, yes. Unfortunately, Sully uh, is uh, <laughs> quite the handful. That is precisely the type of young people that we need, I think. Yes. 
I could use her to be a little bit more responsible as well. Ah, comes with age. I promised her that when she came of age, I would allow her to squire knight and join the army as I did. Oh, Ooh. have you figured out who she might squire with? Specifically, no. And considering her rebellious nature, I'm not certain if she's going to be a great fit for either. Suffice it to say, the people in my county like to exaggerate my accomplishments. He fidgets in a way that seems oddly out of character for him. Hmm. And suffice it to say that she has listened to many of the larger-than-life examples that people give them pertaining towards my own actions. It has led her to be reckless. Ah. Well, you know, I have an old friend who is somewhat reckless in his youth who might... <sighs> Be great no. as a mentor. <laughs> Hi, Oliver. And we go through the rest of the adventure with an NPC squire for Oliver. Here we right go, now, y'all. She's not of age yet or whatever. I'll consider it. Uh, you have earned one successful influence check with him. Oh, nice. Wait, we have to do multiple? She's starting to give way a little bit in this idea of like, I get that you're trying to like, protect your daughter by not, you know, bringing about a potential civil war or anything like that. But it's like, at the same time, think about the yeah. symbolicness of it. What would be a better influence than, you know, having somebody in charge of the country who she can look up to and admire. Mm. Mm, that's a, a good role one. We'll model. use that one next go. I don't know if Eutropia is really a great role model, hey, but, she's you know, great. I like her. She, I think she was awesome. rebellious in her youth, too. So exactly. Hey. And look at her now. <laughs> sure. <laughs> that brings us to 615. Do you know where your children are? <laughs> yes, at home. Gwen's son might be around. He's Rebelard Squire. It depends on who he brought with his entourage. So no, Gwen does not know where her son is. <laughs> it would be very unlikely to bring your squire to a, uh, a Senate I wasn't meeting. sure. Yeah. I wasn't sure how that worked. If it was I one of those. Yeah, I imagine this is not. Because uh, that would be a, that'd be a senator aide seat that you'd have to give over to someone that is not a senator aide. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. I will make a mental note to see if Oliver needs a squire. And, uh, <laughs> Great. Now I have to take the leadership feat. Thanks a lot. No, <laughs> <laughs> nah, it's fine. <laughs> well, you know, knights and things. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, uh, technically I was You're infantry in and not really a knight, but still, you know. Oh, um, it's true. You were knighted once by Eutropia. That's true. <laughs> With the parasol and a... It, it, was, it was It was semi-official. <laughs> hey, you're in the army. This lady wants to get in the army. It's a whole I mean, thing. that's true. I, I am, in, true. or I was in the armed forces. So at the very least, there is like a connection there. I guess All it right. depends on what she wants to do. I guess I could technically have a squire, but yeah. it would be weird. I mean, theoretically. Yeah, yeah so I suppose, uh, Verity, are you going to continue your conversations with the uh, Baron Oka? I am. You I think, am. You think you're, you're whittling him down. I'm getting there. Cornelius. Still influencing the Senate floor? I will continue to do so, yes. All right. And Doggedly, Heather, I will. believe uh, you're off in the uh, the restoration room. Yes, I got to find some incriminating information about this uh, this guy. Uh, just to check, Oliver, you're going to you, uh, be staying in there, maybe helping with things? I will attempt to help how I can. Okay. And um, Felix, are you still... Uh, are you attempting to influence Duke uh, Sentimus still? Are you... Uh, Still trying a discovery on him, like a research. Yeah, it's hard. You may to just know. want to deliver your letter. I mean, I actually have a really good sense motive. I just rolled yeah. really crap, so I think I'm going to try one more time with the research check. Okay, you can also attempt to uh, discover a weakness if you wish. Um, although a weakness is not a sense motive, a weakness is a uh, what is it for him? I'm going to 
gonna stick with Sense Motive until I know what side he's on. Like, if I need to know his yeah, weakness. Yeah, I was gonna say, weakness for him is a disabled device or knowledge engineering. Oh, so. oh that's wow. terrible. Am I gonna break his chair? Disabled that's device? Awful. No, it's really? just that's how you find Disabled device is how you understand devices. Mm. Ah, that's true. Okay. It means you have a practical knowledge of the device, so you can actually tell what changes and upgrades and everything else that he has made. And then you comment on it, and then he's like, oh, I like you a little better for that. Yeah, mm. and knowledge okay. engineering is a practical knowledge of how that works for anyone yeah. that has knowledge engineering, which is probably not this group. Nope. No. I can roll all knowledges, <laughs> That's but why I I'm not there. I was going to say, Gwen's been kind of tied up for a little bit. <laughs> but yeah, you just need to, for him, you just need to find his position. Yeah. So... Okay, so you're going to uh, sense motive him again. All right, so uh, I suppose flashing over to uh, Oliver and Gwen over here in the um, restoration. the restoration room, making your way into this chamber as uh, Capernia Val leads all of or leads the two of you back into this room. Uh, despite being centrally located, the chamber itself sees very little like through traffic or use. Again, she leads you up to this door. Uh, doorway off of the Arcade of Triumphs pulls down. There's just one of those uh, velvet ropes mm. kind of divided that, like, pulls that down, lets all of you through, latches it back in place, uh, leads you into the next shade. It's probably not a velvet rope. It's probably just a very fancy silk rope. It's velour. Mm. It's real velour. Mm. <laughs> yeah. What is velour? It's fake velvet. The walls here are covered ah. in a variety of different objects. It seems to be that case where there's a thin line between historical artifact and detritus. Mm. And uh, as you're looking, you guess that's what they pay her for, is figuring out what line each one of these objects fall under. Mm -hmm. Where some people are like, you know, here's this weapon that was used in this crusade, in the Shining Crusade, and it's like, oh, that's great. And some other person's like, here's a cup my grandfather drank from once. <laughs> it's like, oh, well. We I, don't need that. That's great. I mean, that's, that's great for him. <laughs> yeah. Buddy. It sounds like it has sentimental value. You should probably keep it. She does lead you over to a table off towards the side that has a number of different artifacts on it. Mm. These objects all belong to the Vernissant family. Mm. Earl Vernissant's great-grandfather. Uh, the journal is his, detailing the extensive genealogical work to connect their family line to the heroic Arnissant legacy. Mm. I so want to find out that they're not actually related. I want that to be the thing that I find <laughs> Oh out. my so gosh, cool. <laughs> could you imagine the scandal? <laughs> the buckler here, she gestures over towards a buckler set off towards the side, as well as this dagger. She gestures to what is either a silver or mithril dagger wow. um, that glows with a faint bluish light. Mm. Cool. Nice. Sting! Magic. <laughs> were used by one of General Arnasant's lieutenants. Uh, the blade is believed to have been used to slay the vampire Malagur. She glances down towards it, kind of glances over, leans in a little bit, despite the fact that you don't imagine anyone can hear you uh, 30 feet <laughs> yeah. away through an open archway in the den outside. Mm -hmm. I find the veracity of that statement to be in doubt. I don't know whether or not this blade has ever actually seen battle, although yeah. it is of the proper time period. It's quite possibly a ceremonial piece. Is it actually enchanted, or is it... Um... It is magically enchanted, yes. Mm. Although there was a particular count who'd offered up an item from his own collection that included a dagger that was uh, extremely magically enchanted, uh, of which he used solely for the purpose of opening letters. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> let's, just, let's just use a 2,000 gold plus you know, dagger as a oh, letter no, it was, opener. It was keen. I imagine it's a plus five <laughs> keen dagger or something. <laughs> it just cuts through that paper. Wow. <laughs> 
that's even worse. It's like 125,000 wow. gold just to open letters. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, yeah, uh, you know how people are like never use their fabric scissors on paper. So <laughs> now he had to get this keen dagger because, you know, it, they kept flipping out when they took the shears. So he did that thing where he had that as his letter opener. And then he had another enchanted one that he used to cut his steak. And then he had a third one that he used for whittling or whatever. You know, I don't know. It was a woodbane dagger. <laughs> woodbane. <laughs> Plant exactly. bane, I believe yeah. is what it should nope, be. Nope, woodbane. <laughs> Specifically. Mm. Well, if you don't mind, I'm going to take a look at the book. Oh, of course. She makes mm-hmm. her way over there next to you, you know, like opens it up, starts to kind of like page things through. She has a, a little set of like tongs that she's basically using to like gently turn mm. the pages for you. Although, isn't this like a newly published book or is this actually like an ancient book? No, this is the journal belonging to oh, um, okay. Earl Varnassant's great grandfather. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So it is probably actually fragile. Mm-hmm. Do you mind? Uh, of course, I, I cannot allow you. N- no offense to you, of course, uh, but it is my duty to uh, oversee and make certain that all of the artifacts are handled with care. Mm. Am I going to be able to make a check while she's flipping pages for me? Not particularly well, because she's more just like gesturing down at things and all the rest of that stuff. Mm. I mean, if you wanted to steal the book, it'd be very difficult to. No, I'm not going to steal the book. <laughs> Oliver, I break just, glass. Yeah. Make a distraction. <laughs> Operation Oopsie Doodle. <laughs> I mean, is there a way I could perhaps like distract her so she slows down some? Uh, if or? you choose to distract her, you will automatically succeed. Okay. <laughs> hey. I will. You just have to ask her about something. Ask her about something. I'll just and ask then questions <laughs> about various pieces of. It's like, now this buckler over here is—is is this one enchanted as well? I'm just always interested in objects of war. You see, I was a former military man myself. <laughs> No, it is not, actually. Although she does kind of step around when Val makes her way over. It's actually made of dark wood that was hmm. taken from our uh, Andoran province, um, uh. what they refer to as Dark Moon Vel. Huh. Uh, although ah. it has not been, uh, of course, our own province for some time now. Hmm. She makes her way over and begins kind of discussing the, the beautiful dark wood and silver inlay to the buckler. Uh, mechanically speaking, what this does grant you is uh, you have a plus five bonus on either a sleight of hand check or a knowledge nobility check to research this book knowledge while she is otherwise distracted. Nobility. Plus five, dang. It is. Had I helped. <laughs> Thank goodness she's easily distracted. All right, dice. <laughs> I roll a 19 for a 31. Yeah. Okay, when is the only hero in this group? All hail the Heather mythos. Foundry likes Heather. Apparently. Dice like Heather. It's not jerk. a foundry thing. God. That is an insane how is that? How are we first level and getting 31s on things? I truly don't know. And she had a plus five bonus from mm. yes. uh, Oliver's timely distractions. So. Just look dashing, Oliver. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I just like that Oliver is apparently the resident himbo, despite his like, 16 intelligence. He's, he's just around. Hello. Everybody only sees your We've muscles. The they don't give you the chance to open your mouth. We've seen the art. We know. I mean, we're your friends. We know you're really intelligent, but that's not going to stop us from being like, like Oliver, be pretty for a second. Just go be pretty <laughs> in the Strike corner. Strike a dashing pose. Yes. <laughs> Do your best Gaston impression. Mm, I imagine that this would be a poor throwing weapon, but now this shield over here. Yes. <laughs> So the short version of it is you do succeed as you kind of you look through here. You keep digging back. You basically just pan back through until you get to the point where you're like, all right, so here's Arnasant. Let's kind of because he traced it back even further than their Ooh. connection to uh, Arnasant. What you find of some interest here 
is the fact that the uh, the family is of the quote-unquote line of Arnasant. The scandal isn't actually anything to do with Arnasant or his line. It is the fact that Arnasant's great-grandson was amongst the knights, although he did not join the knights, that pushed for the expedition down into Geb. Ooh. Apparently, because of the folly of that, which eventually led to the uh, the terrible circumstances which led to basically Razne's body being stolen from Lastwall, this... Uh, member of the Varnassalt line was basically ousted from the Knights of Ozum. Mm-hmm. Ouch. Upon arriving in Taldor, he seems to have implied that he was asked to leave. Technically speaking, he was court-martialed. Mm. Whoa. And discharged dishonorably from the Ow. noble knight- knightly order. Ha. Oh, <laughs> dang. Uh, oh. So you're descended from a, uh, a disgraced line. Yeah. Uh-huh. Ouch. Oh, I think Martell is gonna like this. Gwen notes what page this information is on, and then kind of just sidles over to where Oliver and Val are talking. Mm. Did you get a look at what you needed? Yes, it's a very lovely book. Thank you for letting us page through it oh. and showing us all of these other wonderful artifacts from the mm. Shining Crusade. Thank you for having this interest. In fact, actually, um, would it be untoward to uh, to offer you a gift? Um, you don't have now. to, but if you in- insist, that's, I don't want to be rude. You mentioned some items from your own family that you would, uh, were interested in. She makes her way over towards a table, collects a, uh, a small bag, brings it back over, offers it over. Uh, it's definitely not stylish, uh, but it is a simple leather satchel. Mm. Gwen will take it. Val hands this over. First off, this is a uh, craft kit that can cool. be specifically used for profession restoration. In addition to that, opening it and glancing inside, there appear to be two vials of which you do not need to identify because she will actually identify them for you. Uh, The first is a universal solvent, uh, which is very good at removing uh, gunk and stuff from artifacts Mm -hmm. that you're attempting to restore. Uh, Uh She suggests using a brush, uh, although adventurers apparently like to just slather it on. (laughs) (laughs) We would definitely never do that. That. Uh, The second is an ungent of timelessness. Ooh, oh, that's yeah. the nice. stuff. That's so the right first there. can basically remove any sort of, uh, you know, tangle foot bag. Ha ha, just dunk yourself mm-hmm. in it. Um, the Ungeon of Timelessness will, can be applied to anything and basically keep it from decaying or aging. Wow. Really good for books and so documents. Whichever paintings you really like. Thank you very, very much. Of course. And um, if you should happen to restore anything and are interested in displaying it here in the Arcade of Triumphs, please let us know. Lady Vow, do you... Con- do you only work? Uh, yeah, I was gonna say she's no lady. <laughs> well, I mean, I think she's know. just being extra respectful. Yeah, sure. basically, she's yeah. just being respectful. Do you work only here at the Senate, or are you available for hire at other opportunities? Uh, no, I'm afraid that, uh, unfortunately, due to uh, uh, as it's been phrased to me, budgetary cutbacks, uh. um, I am one of only three curators for the Arcade oh, of Triumphs. Oh my gosh! Uh, it leaves me with very little time outside of. Uh, here, particularly considering that one of my curators is often taken to the catacombs, imperial archives to attempt to uh, organize mm-hmm. that. Uh, no, I would love to, in fact, uh, explore the catacombs and find some of the items down there. But the amount of red tape necessary to go through to uh, accomplish such is well, extensive. If you don't mind, every now and then I might ask for your assistance. But of course, uh, you're you're welcome to. Uh, to write to me here, and if there are any items that you find that you are uh, that are in need of restoration, please just uh, let me know. And as long as you do not mind us displaying said artifacts for a season, uh, we could restore them and return them back to your family. We wish to simply ensure that Taldor's uh, 
6,000 years of history does not uh, disintegrate about our heads. I'm going to remember this woman, and she's going to be put in charge, and she's going to get a raise when all of this is over. Yeah, somebody, somebody, somebody right for to five years when we finish this adventure path that we all go down and we sort the archives mm. down there. Oh, my gosh. She's like, Utopia, I have an idea. Mm. <laughs> we have a way to create jobs. Gwen, yeah. Gwen would extend her hand. She takes it, you know, smiling it at you. a pleasure to meet you, Miss Val. It is a pleasure to meet you as well, Viscountess, uh, and you as well, Count. It is a shame about the state of this place. I think we should try to find if there's more funding somewhere for such a magnificent display. I agree. Of course, of course. And there are even some of these uh, items and artifacts that I would be, perhaps it's the romantic in me, but uh, I wish some of these would see the light of day in use once again. Mm. There are some armor and weapons here that could better serve Taldor's soldiers on the front line or than moldering away in a closet somewhere. I mean, if it's magical, it doesn't rust and it doesn't decay, so yep. Assuming the rust monsters haven't shown up down mm -hmm. here. Yeah, but... I was going to say, technically, <laughs> sp technically speaking, uh, magic items can rust. It's just it, very yeah. uncommon. It yeah. takes a um, not impervious to Unless it's an impervious item. Mm. Which point well, yeah. Not. Yes. Highly unlikely in the catacombs and the rust monster. But thank her for her time again, and then I'm going to go scurry off and find Martella. All right. <laughs> Good luck, Winova. Thank you, Oliver. Mm. Good luck as well. Thanks. I think I'm going to need it. She pats you on the shoulder. I stare <laughs> daggers at the high strategos. Right now, there's still precious <laughs> little I can do. As the two of you have successfully completed step two of the undermine. <laughs> Retrieving this uh, this information uh, now, all that's left to you is to uh, spread any embarrassing information that you've uncovered. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> Did you hear? Spicy. Gwen is ready for the tea. It's Gwen and Oliver, you walk, you walk forward. Val uh, opens up the other uh, rope for you. Walk back out. The two of you Have just kind of like look book. over. You see Earl Varnasant off towards the side going, my ancestor, Varnasant. Actually, sir. <laughs> well, okay. Technically, that is his ancestor. Yeah. Uh, yes. uh, as we cut back to the two of them, just kind of smiling at one another. And uh, <laughs> despite atrocious roles, you've nearly completely succeeded in one mission. Yeah. Hey. Hey. We'll pick it up here next oh time. Oh, 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 my. Hopefully with better okay. dice luck next time. Oh, my time. God, you yeah, guys. That, that, was dude, that was brutal. <laughs> that didn't go as well Although as Heather with two liked. 19s. Yeah. I was going to yeah. say, Jessica was rolling quite well. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I think okay, overall, Jessica was okay one time, yeah. yeah. yeah I the rest started of us garbage fire. Strong. Yeah. yeah. I was going to say, Jess nearly rolled high enough to, uh, in one roll, um, oh. convince... Oh, that would have been nice. That would have been so cool. close. So. Well, I botched uh, the first one, so it has been, I've been talking to him for 30 minutes now. You guys yep. are, you guys yeah. are making a strong argument for hero points for this adventure. Oh my <laughs> God. God. Boundaries House helping rule. with that argument. House rule. Uh, it's, it's the RNG. Mm. You just can't win sometimes. But you know what's yep. not entirely random? Hmm. The amazing support of our patrons. Ah, that is true. It's true, though. Again, I think we say this after every single one, but uh, if you've been intrigued by all this talk pertaining towards the Shining Crusade. And Arneson. go in, And Arneson and all the rest of that stuff, go and check out our uh, our actual play of the Tyrant's Grass Adventure Path. Uh, again, I want to state uh, thank you to all of our patrons. Uh, we would literally not be doing this without your support. So it's uh, true. We greatly appreciate that. If you have enjoyed what you've heard, go and check out our uh, our Patreon. Uh, also, and just because uh, I 
I keep garnering this from our social medias uh, that we don't mention it as well uh, as we should. Uh, we also have our Hell's Rebels actual play, which is free. Um, it yes, is available yes. to anyone yes, if you is. just look on your favorite uh, podcatcher and uh, punch in Find the Path Presents. It is Find the Path Presents Hell's Rebels. It uh, is so you can go converted and to second out. edition, yes. but it's still us and it's still heavy role play. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, there's so many people that uh, we, we launched the new show and then they're like, it's like, oh yeah, Hell's Rebels, that's on their Patreon. And it's like, oh no, it's free. No, no, it's uh-huh. free. Surprise. It is. It's free. It is a free show. The only show that you uh, need to be a patron for is our Tyrant Scrask, which is exclusive mm-hmm. to our Patreon. So yeah, go and uh, check all the rest of that out. And again, thanks to our uh, our patrons, as always, for their continued uh, uh, support. Uh, without them, we wouldn't be seeing how terrible these roles are. We <laughs> 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 would see it, but no one else would. It's mm-hmm. true. Yeah. It, it would it'd be contained here. No one could understand the pain that they're suffering through. <laughs> <laughs> oh my. I'm happy so, to suffer uh, for your entertainment. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, until next time, good luck, Pathfinders. Bye, bye, everybody. Bye. Have better uh, luck than uh, us. Okay. Yeah, I was gonna say those <laughs> RNGs, man. They're uh, seriously they're, they're that was you. rough. That was intense. <laughs> Find the Path Ventures is an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated. War for the Crown is copyright 2018. War for the Crown and the Pathfinder Venture Path are trademarks of Paizo. All Pathfinder images are property of Paizo and are used with permission.